0: Bingo. I told you she'd lead us to him. Let's call Peter Schmidt. No wait, let's take the jetpacks. Cool! Man, the people look like ants from up here. They are ants, Michael. They are ants. It seems today, that all you see, is vile- right. A bag of weed, a bag of weed, oh everything is better with a bag of weed. It's the only help that will ever need, because- Though they try to defeat me. They can all just freaking eat me. To we'll make you call fellatio a trouser-friendly kiss is the plain situation. Be sure that you see that this is not a chive Hey everybody and welcome to frickin sweet a family guy podcast a week by week episode by episode look back at family guy 20 years later. I'm your host, Ian, and this week we have one of the sexier episodes of Season 3. It is Screwed the Pooch. It is our third season's 13th episode, and it is our 41st episode overall. It debuted November 29th, 2001, and was directed by Pete Michaels and one of my favorite writing teams for the show, David Collar and Ken Going. Uh, This episode's a real sleeper hit. It's got a lot of really funny individual jokes that add up to, I think, what is a a really good episode. Uh, Maybe it's one of the more overlooked episodes, um, I think making it one of the more underrated episodes of the third season. Uh, I can't wait to get into it. Like I said, it's got a lot of funny jokes, so I'm not going to waste any time. Uh, But first, we're going to do a quick spot for our sponsor, Anchor. And then when we get back, we're going to jump right into... Uh, this really fantastic episode, Screwed the Pooch. Oh yeah, it's getting hot in here and all these bitches are taking their collars off. From sexy sharp to mastiff milfs, there's hundreds of singles in your area just waiting for you to sniff their butts. Achieve all your canine fantasies by using that adorable little paw that acts as your hand. Call 1 800 Bow Wow X. And to be clear, this is just for dogs to meet other dogs. We've had humans calling more than once, and you guys are all gross. Weird. 1 800 Bow Wow X. We do it doggy style, And we're back and this episode is going to start at one of my favorite places, the zoo. Uh, when the family shows up, Lois is like, alright, well, we have to stick together, and then we're going to go see the rhinoceroses and the primates, and the, uh, Peter's like, Lois, can't we just run around like crazy uh, people, just looking at whatever we want? And she's like, no, we have to stay together, we won't see everything, and they're like, oh, okay, obviously they've done this to her before, they put on gas masks, and they throw a gas bomb, and they disappear, and she's just like, motherfucker. At the petting zoo, Stewie is making jokes about all the animals and brian's like um can we go now and he's like no i'm having a good time shut up and uh brian uh gets back at him by putting a little of the food into his back pocket and all the animals start uh attacking him and he's like oh ah!" and he goes running off and uh then we see peter uh at the kangaroos he's like i've always wanted to do this and he hops over the fence and he entices the one of the joeys out of the pouch. And he gets into the kangaroo's pouch. And uh, Lois sees him. She's like, what the hell are you doing, Peter? He's like, "I, I hey, look, uh, look, Lois, I'm Rue. Ma, let's go watch poo trick honeybees out of their honey uh, by pretending to be a rain cloud. And then Stewie walks up to Brian and he's just completely fucked up by all these animals. He's like, I am going to kick your ass and then we get our theme music He's a family guy. I really like this portion of the episode I love zoos myself um it and also just FYI Oklahoma has two great zoos the Tulsa Zoo and the Oklahoma City Zoo both are really good um, as well as the New Mexico zoo the Louisiana zoo is really good um, there's a couple of zoos in Texas that are good zoos are really fun um, and um, we you should fund your local zoos and become members because it, they help wild animals that uh, are injured and um, can't make it in the wild and they're really uh, it, they're really fun places it's one of my favorite places to go so you should support your local zoo because again they support um, other local wildlife uh, places or in organizations in your area, but also they just support uh animals that may not be able to make it in the wild. Um, but uh, after that, we see Brian going to the dog park, and uh, he he uh, is it just makes awkward uh, small talk with a guy, and um, sniffs a dog's ass after he manages to coax one over, and. Um, he has a really funny excuse for it how's it going great beautiful day oh gorgeous <laughs> you know we we sit here and force small talk while they have the time of their lives <laughs> yeah yeah here girl <sighs> Sorry, uh, I, I thought I smelled, cookies. Uh, I love that they're just including Mort, uh, here and there whenever they can because, um, they love they love adding Mort and he's gonna just become like a, a one of the, f- more top tier, uh, guest, uh, characters, um, and whenever they can, they'll just fit him in here and there for a joke and that one's really funny. We see uh, Peter at a poker game later with the boys. Uh, he beats everyone in a hand and Cleveland's like, wow, that's a good poker face, Peter. And we see Peter and he's got literally no face. He's like, yeah, years practice. <laughs> that's really fucking funny. Um, he, they're like, man, we got to get you down to Atlantic City this weekend. And they're like, he's like, nah, uh, Lois just got me going to visit the in Launch this weekend. You know, it's a waste of time, really. You know, me and Mr. Puterschmidt have never gotten along, and we cut away to him sitting at his computer. He's like, Oh, I got an email from Mr. Puterschmidt. And uh, a fucking fist just comes out and pops him right in the fucking nose. It's so fucking funny, actually. Like I said, this episode's got a really funny, a uh, couple of really funny jokes in it. And, and it's just, like I said, one of those episodes where you're like, Oh, shit, that's the episode that that's in. All right, well, whatever um but joe gives him some advice he's like man why don't you just like uh become like you know learn about stuff that he likes and then maybe he'll he'll start to like you a little bit more and he's like yeah yeah that's a that's a good idea you know maybe i'll i'll uh study up on how to be a rich guy i think i'll start you know he uh, you know what i think i'll start with he turns to the corner he's like, "Cratchit, you're walking to christmas He's like, but what of tiny tim sir ah him and his ukulele will go wanting and uh, it's really crisp, uh, funny and, and uh, Christmassy, and it's really good timing. Uh, we're going right into the Christmas season. And um, uh, Christmas Carol is one of my favorite um, Christmas stories. And Scrooged is really good. But for my money, Muppet Christmas Carol is the number one Christmas Carol that there is. Um, but to his end, Peter, to trying to get into more rich guy stuff, uh, goes to the newsstand and tries to read a New Yorker and tries to read one of their cartoons. but it takes them a, just just a little while to get the joke. The New Yorker. I bet Lois's dad reads this. I'd be more apathetic if I weren't so lethargic. Oh, I get it. That, that's kind of funny. Yeah, can I have a copy of Jugs? After Peter finally gets the joke, we see him at a French class where the teacher tells him that uh, in French, you say oui wee" oui for yes. He's <laughs> like, Oh my God, no fucking way. That's hilarious. How do you say no, doo-doo? He's like, well, oh, hang on. I gotta go take a wicked yes. And uh, while that is funny, uh, French is no laughing matter. French is the worst fucking language there is. It is so goddamn arbitrary and a- intentionally asshole um, I took French for uh, 10 years, and other than a few colors, the names of animals, and how to say the first floor of a, of a building... Uh, and a little bit of beginning conversation of French. I can't speak a lick of fucking French. And, um, like I said, it's the most arbitrary and almost intentionally dickish of languages. And, uh, so while Peter's making a joke about it, uh, the, the French language can go fuck itself. We, we see Peter after that, uh, had a art gallery. He's looking at a Picasso um it's obviously from his later period and uh from his blue period and he walks up to it and erases one of the eyes and draws it uh right next to the other one And it's like oh it's a person Oh, and that's funny i suppose the offhand the the picasso um versus bob ross um rap battle of history is one of my favorites um and the part with picasso is absolutely hilarious Actually, the guy, one of the guys, both the guys who do that are really funny, but one of them does a, um, or he used to, do at the very least, I don't know if it does it anymore, but a YouTube channel where he would roast people, um, if you, like, sent him a letter and they were, like, a bully, it was really funny. Later on, we see Peter in the living room, uh, Lois inquires as to why the upstairs bathroom is still fucking leaking. Okay, maybe she's not so aggro about it. But he's like, oh, I fixed that. I, w- I will bet you any of my Star Wars guys. Except Boba Fett. I-, I never bet the Fett, man. Boba Fett's overrated, I said it. Um. But I'm going to move on from that. I'm going to let that one sink in for a second. Then I'm going to move on. But Boba Fett is overrated. But they go upstairs to make sure that the bathroom sink is in fact leaking. And in the doing of that, they find Brian, uh, how do we say, um, licking his own peanut butter. And he's looking at a uh, kinky college canines um, magazine, and it's really funny. And uh, they run outside, and they're like, do we do we rub his nose in it? And, <laughs> and um, like I said, it's really, really funny as far as a mass uh, catching someone masturbating joke it's a really really funny uh, uh uh moment and um the next day we see brian um uh, meeting lois as she's coming down the stairs she's got a um suitcase the family's going out of town because uh like i said earlier uh the pewter Schmidt's have invited them up to their mansion um brian's feeling though like he just needs to figure himself out and just needs to be alone He's going to stay behind uh, and just you know have the house to himself to just you know think about a few things despite lois's uh protestations she you know invites him and is like we really want you to come and he's like no nah, i'm good he's like uh you know i just i think i think i just need to have have a weekend here by myself to be happy and stevie's like well i know where i will go when i want to have fun and we get a cutaway to him <laughs> at a. At a dance club and he's dancing around he's in leather pants actually everyone is wearing the exact same thing just leather black pants um and he screams to the guy next to him i know the guy who owns this place I know, oh never mind this song is my favorite and he keeps on dancing and as the family uh and as the family drives away brian takes a seat on the couch turns on the tv and is faced with one of Fox's many lurid canine sex shows that we all know happened and came on all the time in the 90s. All right, I'm just going to relax, mellow out, and watch some television. We now return to World's Sluttiest Dogs on Fox. Hey, wait up! (laughs) (laughs) Right into the bumper. Once they finally get to the grandparents' house, they meet Babs Peter Schmidt, the matriarch of the family. She gives Meg a big hug and says, oh, it looks like someone's getting liposuction in their Christmas stocking this year. And Meg's like, thanks, grandma. And then Carter comes in and Peter goes, hey, bonjour, Mr. Peter Schmidt. And he's like, did Peter have a stroke or something? And uh, Lois is like, no, he cultured himself, daddy. And Peter's like, yeah, you pinched a Peter Schmidt. And he's like, oh, okay, so I can treat him like a high-class whore. And he burns him with a cigarette, uh, like in Pretty Woman. And uh, Peter's like, okay, just not on the lips. And it's pretty fucking funny um, as far as Pretty Woman references go. But then we get a montage of Peter just kind of ruining Carter's uh, good time that he Peter comes aboard Carter's uh, uh, ship, and Peter's like, I, "I permission to come aboard," and Carter's like, "No," and he's like, uh, uh, i okay," and then he just comes on. He's like, um, "Hey, I noticed that you have this this knot in your uh, uh, sail. Let me give you a, a good ship shank knot," and he's like, uh, "Yeah, this there you go." And then the the entire boat just completely falls to fucking pieces, and it's it's really funny. Uh, then we cut to Peter and Carter had a wine tasting, and uh, some guy's like, Carter, did you tell your son-in-law not to swallow the wine? And then we see Peter, and he's naked, and he's like, hey, did someone find that Peter Griffin? He dared me to take off all of my clothes off. And um, then we cut to Lois and Brian. They're talking. They're having some lemonade. They're like, everyone seems to be having fun, and we see Stewie getting a massage, the lady's like so where are you uh from and and he's like "Uh, uh, uh, no conversation and then uh carter and peter come arguing um and and he's like your husband's a fucking idiot okay he doesn't say that but uh he's like your husband walked up to the Premier of china and said dong where is my automobile and um and walks off and peter's like man you know i haven't i haven't uh uh, been this disappointed since I was on survivor and uh, we get a cut to him on survivor. He's like, how dare you, baby, wash your hands in our drinking water. Now, how will we survive in this harsh climate? And then he goes to walk away and he trips and he busts through the studio wall. And all of a sudden he's on the set of prices. Right. And he's like, ah, I had honey. Am I fired? Of course he is. Um, but Lois has had enough. She walks up to Carter. She's like, hey, why don't you let Peter play uh, cards with you tonight? And he's like, no. And she's like, well, maybe I'll just take Mother down to uh, the, the shoeshine place and uh, introduce her to that nice mulatto boy, you know, the one who looks like and He's like, hey, would Peter like to play uh, poker with us tonight? And she's like, he'd love to. And uh, there's a part where he's like, I'd rather um, be in, stuck in a elevator with a series of uh, funny early 2000s annoying TV personalities including Nathan Lane and Andy Dick and it was just pretty funny I just thought I'd uh, throw in a mention for it Uh, but um, later on Brian is walking through uh, the the mansion and he finds Carter with his prize-winning racing dog Brian come over here and meet Seabreeze my prize-winning dog isn't she a perfect specimen I mean, look at these legs, and that beautiful coat. And feel the heat coming off of her genitalia. You could roast a marshmallow. That's how you can tell she's a champion. Go on, put your hand there. Oh, oh boy, that is... that. Is that, that, something? that, that, that is something? That is something. That, that, that is hot. Isn't she the most beautiful dog you've ever seen? Yes, yes, she, she is a beautiful dog. <sighs> and that's okay. Yes, this is where the star-crossed lovers finally meet. Brian meets Seabreeze, and um, she is uh, apparently the most beautiful dog that he's ever seen. Um, later that night, we see Bill Gates and Michael Eisner show up uh, to play cards with Carter and Peter, and uh, Ted Turner is not too far behind. They Apparently, they all hate Ted Turner. Ted Turner... Um, the guy who loved professional wrestling so much that he just had to have a professional wrestling show on his uh, TV channels uh, and ended up losing uh, in the billionaire wrestling fight to Vince McMahon. It's a crazy story when you actually get into it. Uh, but he's also the owner of CNN and, and, and all that you know, all that good stuff. Um, but they start playing. Uh, Peter's going to deal. They start playing Texas Hold. Well, okay. I hate to be the guy who always bitches about the wiki, but they said um, in the wiki, uh, they say they're going to play Texas Hold'em, but you, uh, later on, we see them playing five-card draw, and I'm like, well, you can play different games throughout a, a poker night. It's, I, you don't just p- pick one game, and that's the game that you're playing that night. That's a little silly. But... Um, but they, they start playing and, and they're like, uh, he's like, Deuce is wild. And they're like, which way, do, uh, do they, are they high or low? And he's like, they go both ways and they all start laughing. And Ted's like, Heh, like a bisexual. And they're like, yes, Ted, that's the joke. And that is, I don't know why that's always stuck with me. I've got a friend who who does that a lot and uh, as a joke. And it always cracks me up every time. Oh, it was funny uh, because when Bill Gates met Peter, uh, Carter was like, oh, Bill, Peter's an antitrust lawyer for the justice department and bill just knocks him the fuck out. And he's like, ah, he's just a fisherman or some stupid thing, but it's just really, it's a, that's a really, really funny joke. Um, but Carter wins because, uh, Ted Turner's bluffing him in the very last hand. And Peter tells Carter that he knows he's bluffing. And, uh, he's like, I'll divorce your daughter if he's not bluffing. And Carter, uh, ends up winning. And, um, Well, and what's funny is in the bet, Ted Turner bet him CNN. So I guess in Family Guy universe, Carter owns CNN. And he's a Republican, like a very conservative guy. So you think he would have shut CNN down if if that were true. Um, But uh, when Ted realizes that uh, Peter uh, sold him out to Carter, he's like, you sold me out. I could use a man like you. How does a year sound? I hate you. Goodbye. And he just gets up and walks out. And that's so Ted Turner. Um, but they're like, wow, that's the first time any of us have beaten Ted. And they all start to like Peter. And then, um, before everyone can go to bed, Peter's like, you guys are rich. We can do whatever we want. And so they start doing some rich guy stuff. Well, I'm going to turn in. Yeah, me too. I got to be at Disneyland before it opens. We're ethnically cleansing the small world ride. Oh, come on. You guys practically run this country. There's got to be a ton of fun stuff we could do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, man, there's a toll booth. Hey, anybody got a quarter? What's a quarter? Instead of... Giving the guy a goddamn quarter, they moon the guy at the toll booth operator. Uh, they moon the toll booth operator, and then they go uh, to a football field and just lay on the hood of the car and start talking deeply, kind of like in Dazed and Confused and, and, uh, and other movies like that. And they're like, ah, oh, you know, if God created the universe, then who created God? Maybe he created himself or herself. oh oh, yeah think about that and um they're like wow this guy's great where'd you find him he's like Carter's like he's my son-in-law and Peter's like oh my god he's starting to accept me and then Bill Gates gets called away uh by his wife and um he flashes a flashlight in the air and it flashes the Microsoft the signal like Batman and he gives Michael Eisner a ride which is just Polite, it's nice, and um, Carter's like, You know, Peter, I had a pretty good time tonight with you. Um, you know, I'm proud you married my daughter. And and Peter's like, Oh, thank you, Jesus. And we get a shot up to heaven, and Jesus is like, No, it, it wasn't me. And Vicious is like, Oh, no, it's okay, it's fine, I'm used to it, which is bullshit. To all these people, I'm sure it's not always Jesus because you know, no one's perfect, and so. That is how I think, over the next 20 years, we can have a future that's more good. What do you think, Mark Zuckerberg? What are feelings? How do humans cry? Stay away from my gold, robot man. Oh, hey, Jeff Bezos. How are you? Stay away from my gold, you obvious fucking alien. Well... I must go to Litter Space some more, and if you need a flamethrower, call me. I must go sell human data, that is what I was made for. Yeah, you you better go do that. Just just stay away from my fucking gold. I'm Jeff Bezos. The next day at the dog track, uh, Peter and Carter are hanging out, smoking cigars, just generally being best friends. Uh, he's like, I'm gonna put all my money on your dog, Mr. Peter Schmidt, and uh, Mr. Peter Schmidt's like, yeah, you got no fucking problem with that because it's gonna, be f- this my dog is a fucking rocket. My dog's about to blow the fucking skin off these other fucking dogs. Uh, again, paraphrasing. I always paraphrase Carter. I, I feel like I understand what he wants to say though. Uh, B- Brian is like, oh shit, Seabreeze is my version of Family Guy is way more racy, but no, he's like, oh Seabreeze is racing. Oh r- 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 Seabreeze. And um, um, then the 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 gun goes off. The dogs start running, and Brian just cannot contain himself. He goes running for Seabreeze, and and everyone's like, "What is he doing?" And Carter's like, "Oh my god, he's violating Seabreeze!" And Peter's like, "No, he's just awkwardly positioned out now. He's violating Seabreeze," and it's so funny. Uh, we got a clip of it, and this part is like the probably one of the funniest parts of this episode, if not the the funniest part of this episode. Oh. What's Brian doing? Oh my God! He's violating Seabreeze. No, oh, no, he's just awkwardly positioning himself. Now he's violating Seabreeze. Um, we cut right from the track to the vet visiting the mansion. Um Brian tries to apologize, but Carter rejects that and Peter is like, Yeah, you know, I'd turn my back on you if I didn't know what you did in that situation. And he's like, Me and Carter have a polio match to attend. And Carter rejects Peter as well. He's like, You and that mongrel mutt all and all your whole family need to get out. And um so he kicks them out and um the doctor comes in, he's like, you know, seabreeze can we'll be able to race again after nine months she's gonna have puppies okay he's not that excited about it he's way more grim about it but um carter kicks the family out okay maybe he does that after he finds out but peter's like look i'm gonna figure this out i I got a plan mr peter schmidt and he starts spinning around and uh and he's like he thinks he's gonna go back in time and he just ends up breaking a china cabinet and tearing down a, a painting and destroying a, a really nice coffee table and um, As the family's packing up and leaving I can't believe how much stuff they ended up bringing that they they're taking so long to pack but um, Peter presents him with a macaroni picture and he's like oh wow, This really means a lot because it came from you and Peter's like really and Carter's like no and that's hilarious and that would even be funnier if Peter was a kid But um, Brian and Seabreeze end up running off, and 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 Carter's like, "Do you know what I'm gonna do to you if they ran off? If your dog ran off with my Seabreeze?" And Peter's like, "Yeah, I think so." And we cut to just Mister Peter Schmidt just stomping on the macaroni picture, and Peter crying, and that's that's a just a really funny tableau. Uh, We see right from that. Uh, Brian and Seabreeze being checked into a hotel room, and it's absolutely disgusting. The light switch is mostly for show, and their Murphy bed hides a hole where the next-door neighbors are in a constant state of being ready to go to a Bobby Darin concert at the Copa tomorrow night. Uh, the bathroom is mostly in the territory of some giant man-sized uh, gangster roaches, who are like hey man if you come into our turf i'll cut you man you i'll cut you so bad you wish i didn't cut you so bad man and they're like wow those are some bad roaches yeah i played in the public schools um but sometime later brian and lois meet in secret they're both wearing trench coats it's adorable i love when brian dresses up in uh in costumes and um uh lois is like i don't worry i wasn't followed i have a decoy and it, we cut to chris dressed up as her pushing stewie along and it's really really cute uh quagmire uh tries he's like he comes up he's like oh hey Lo- oh have you put out some weight and chris slaps him. he's like well i'd never and he's stewie i think getting what the getting what the gag is is like Oh, I don't think he's the one for you. Let's go get Sundays. And it's really funny because I like to think that he got Chris. They went and got Sundays and they had a good time. Um, but then Lois gives him some money and is like, I don't think we should meet anymore. Uh, Daddy said that he would track you down any way that he could. And um, that is when we cut to our opening clip of Michael Eisner and Bill Gates spying on Lois and Brian. I told you she'd lead us to him let's call pewter Schmidt no wait let's take the jetpacks Cool. man the people look like ants from up here they are ants Michael they are ants um, they we are ants to them and I just want everyone to know that um, as new we cut to some news about the dog napping uh, Trisha Takanawa is at the hotel that Brian and Seabreeze are at and uh, Also, at the same time, Tom Tucker just happens to come bringing the trash out of his hotel room. He's like, oh, shit, I'm on the news. And uh, uh, a scantily clad woman comes out and he pushes her back in the room and he takes the microphone and is like, I'm Todd Tucker, Tom Tucker's evil twin, out to ruin his reputation. Ha, ha ha Now I'm going to go back inside my hotel room and have freaky sex with my prostitute with whom I have 45 minutes left. Now back to the breaking news. And um, we just cut to the SWAT team um, kicking in the door and finding Seabreeze and Brian huddled together in a closet. It's really uh, sad. They look so scared and sad. And it's also the... Um, it's the picture that you get whenever you click on this episode on the DVD menu, and again they just look really sad and scared. And uh, it seems like Seabreeze was kind of like she was like in in on it, um, but we cut right from that to Brian talking to Lois. They're like, he's so mad. He's like, I I you know I your dad is you know I was arrested and your dad um, won't let me see the. The dog who's carrying my puppies and my best friend is going to incredible lengths to ignore me and we we pan out to see Peter as at the table eating breakfast however he is inside a giant glass um, uh, box and as they're talking um, the main they're talking Brian is like you know I'm super mad but you know this is they're my puppies damn it and I'm gonna be the one who takes care of them, and he Resolves that he's going to sue for custody of his puppies from Carter. And we, the whole, and that's all well and good. But the main action of this scene is that Peter lit a fart in the glass case and didn't build a way out. He starts trying to scratch at the glass. He starts trying to lift it off himself or break it just to get away from this fart. But he can't, and eventually he succumbs to it and just passes out in the fart box. And no one tries to help him. It's absolutely hilarious. We cut right from that to Court, and Lois is uh, saying to Carter, I can't believe you're being this cruel, I'll never forgive you, and he's like, oh honey, calm down it's, it's not a big deal, you're just on your period and then he's just cementing himself as a huge asshole in this episode. We see the prosecutor starting to question Brian and he asks him about an incident at a Denny's at, in South Attleboro in 1996. Do you remember an incident at a South Attleboro Denny's in December of 1996? Uh, yeah, I guess. Ah! You like that, huh? You like that? You just tune this out, don't you? Well, tune this out. Frankly, uh, and I confirm this with my wife, this is exact. I don't see anything wrong with this. That baby had it fucking coming. Or at least the parents had a fucking dude. Shut your fucking baby up. What the? You cannot just let your fucking baby cry in the middle of a fucking restaurant. Go fuck yourself. Uh, he also asked Brian about a couple movies that he rented, and he's he's like, and who it's Biodome and I think Encino Man. He's like, and who's the star of those movies? Peter, uh, Brian's like, uh, Polly Shore, Polly Shore, and the and the the um jury is like oh my god i'm gonna show it oh my god brian's like that was i've rented those for peter because he got banned from the video store for taping over videotapes and we see that uh we see these people trying to watch um uh citizen kane and they see a Rosebud, and then it's peter and he's like it was his sled uh there you go i just saved you two long bullish hours and um it just makes me rose boob. That would be like the best, most expensive, like and the most well reviewed porn of all time. Um Carter uh tries to get Peter to testify. He's like, Hey man, I, why don't you come, you know, after you testify, why don't you come hang out with me, Bill Gates, and Michael Eisner again? Bill Gates is gonna bring a stretch armstrong and Peter's like, Oh, in his his stretch out to next week and uh so peter takes the stand and the prosecutor starts asking him a series of ridiculous questions mr griffin which of the following two phrases best describes brian griffin problem drinker or african-american haberdasher um i guess problem drinker but that's thank you now sexual deviant or magic picture that if you stare at it long enough you see something well sexual deviant but that other one's not even thank you Um, eventually Peter does the right thing. He's like, Brian deserves to be a, uh, you know, have, see his puppies. He's like, Brian would be a good dad. You know, if I was half the, the dad that Brian was, uh, then I would know that, um, Chris's favorite ice cream is, and then Brian goes chocolate chip or Stewie's favorite bedtime story is good night moon. And then, uh, he's like, and, or, or, uh, or Meg's real father's name is, and then he, Brian says Stan Thompson, and then we cut to Meg with a with a Walkman on, just like bopping to her music, and Chris is like, "Oh my god!" Like next to her, and uh, she didn't hear a damn thing, which is pretty funny. Um, so the judge is like, "All right, well, you know, I'll agree that Brian." would make a good dad probably but if he repeats his actions uh, he would be setting a bad example so no he can have the custody of his kids but he has to be neutered which they're treating him as an animal and as a human interchangeably in this episode you know, you wouldn't send a human to be neutered just a never mind. um but so that's the deal uh, we cut to the hospital Uh, Brian is talking to Seabreeze, and this is one of my other favorite jokes. He's like, I I know we didn't talk about this earlier, but, uh, please don't eat the puppies. And, um, Carter comes up to him, and he's like, you know, this occurs to me that it's, this is kind of like a Greek tragedy. Of course, you'll be playing the part of Sans testicles. (laughs) And, uh, he walks off, and, uh, then... Uh, Brian's depressed, and or he's depressed that he's gotta do this, and then he's walking away with Peter. Peter's like, "Man, I can't believe you're gonna do this. I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not looking forward to, you know, seeing what you're like after this." And we see Brian, and he's all, he's just like super fat. He's really depressed. He's like, mm, "I love chocolate, mm, but it makes me fat." And um, it's pretty funny too. Uh, and then right before. Uh, He gets the snip. They are stopped at the last minute by Lois. They find out that the puppies are not Brian's. When, who's you, You're a whore! A filthy, filthy whore! You must be so relieved. Well, actually, I I was kind of looking forward to being a dad. Oh, well, don't worry. There'll be other chances. Now, you know what's funny? I always thought that dogs... Um, laid eggs and I learned something today and then that last joke by Peter is absolutely hilarious um I did not know that and I learned something today and that's uh that's one of my favorite jokes So that's the joke that made my laugh my wife laugh super fucking hard uh but that's the end of the episode we get our credits there And that'll do it for us here at Frickin' Sweet. I've been your host, Ian, and this episode has been a lot of fun. It's a real sleeper hit. It's got a lot of uh, my favorite individual jokes, but it's also just a really great episode overall. And it was a lot of fun going over it with you guys. Uh, if you'd like to send us an email, you can at frickin' at gmail.com or you can go to our homepage at anchor.fm slash frickin' uh, You can see our whole backlog of episodes there and you can send us a message from there uh including in our backlog is a uh breakdown of the first family guy star wars episode blue harvest uh we're going to be starting really soon a new collaboration with the guys over at the family guy funny cast uh to look back over that with them and it's going to be a lot of fun uh you know i love those guys they're really funny and they're really good guys and i love hanging out with them um And then as far as next week, we will be looking back at the ever problematic Peter Griffin, husband, father, brother. Uh, Peter Griffin finds out that he has an African-American ancestor and just cannot seem to get it right as he tries to cope with the repercussions of finding that out. Um, It's a really funny episode, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun looking back at it. Um, But as for this week, we will call it uh, right there. Uh, I've been your host, Ian. It's been a lot of fun. We will see you next week. Goodbye, everybody.